0: Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In this episode, I'll talk with Mariana Madden and share about the hymn We Are Travelers, also known as the Servant Song. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. heard the original version of The Servant Song, performed by the writer himself, Richard Gillard. Gillard was born in 1956 in England and as a three-year-old immigrated to New Zealand with his family. He learned to play the ukulele starting at age seven and eventually began writing his own music. This song was written in 1974 and is a beautiful expression of christian unity community and the beauty of walking alongside one another on the christian journey our celebrating grace hymnal does include the original version with the folk tune written by gillard but it also includes this text reworked to fit a different tune beach spring This tune is from the shape note tradition and was written by Benjamin Franklin White, who was a teacher in the singing schools and published his own Sacred Harp Shape Note collection in 1844. White was born in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and moved to Harris County, Georgia, just across the state line from Auburn, Alabama. In addition to his teaching and running music conventions, White was the superintendent of a newspaper in Harris County, Georgia, called The Organ. This newspaper was interesting in that it carried both local and national news, as well as reports from music conventions and published original music compositions. White later moved with his family to the Atlanta area and is buried in Oakland Cemetery. This episode will conclude with a congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church singing We Are Travelers, set to the beach spring tune, with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. I am really glad to have with me today Marianne Madden. Um, with uh, just week to week, these conversations are such a blessing to me. And Marianne, I so appreciate you doing this with me today. Thank you.
1: Well, I'm happy to do so. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, first of all, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church, uh, music stuff and, and other things as well? Okay. Well, um,
1: Number one thing, as I sing in the sanctuary choir, I'm a second soprano and absolutely love that and look forward to the time when we can all be together again. Yes. (laughs) It's been strange, hasn't it? (laughs) Um, I'm a member of the Joyful Noise Sunday School class and have dear friends and wonderful teachers there. So that's a huge thing for me. And I appreciate that class. Also a member of the flower committee, which I just can't say enough about. Um, When I first moved to Birmingham, um, I ran into Becky Griffith, of all people at choir practice, which I attended before I ever even joined the church. I went to a choir practice to make sure. (laughs) 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 And we were talking and uh, Becky Griffith and I were talking and she said, you know, follow me to the flower room because I have some things we're just going to throw them away if you don't want it. And, um, cause they're, nobody really wants them. And she, I said, well, what is it? She says, well, it's sticks. And I said, sticks. I, I, I want those. I, I love sticks. I love to <laughs> flower, do flower arrangements using sticks. And I do. So we went to the flower room and I saw these wonderful, it was winter. It was like January, February. And, um, there were just, Really beautiful. You can't improve upon God's nature, but just sticks that had wonderful flow and rhythm. And I said, oh, I want all of those. And I still have them. They're in my house. In in my house, I still have those sticks. And Becky turned to me and she said, well, you need to be on the flower committee. And I said, okay, sounds good. Because I've arranged flowers for many, many years and have no real expertise i just love it and i'll fool with it till i get it right yeah. that's my so anyways i'm here with a flower committee, and, and love that and uh, these are selfless people that spend a lot of time untold time making sure it's right yeah. um, so I'm, i appreciate that um over the nine years that i've been a part of Vestavia Baptist Church. I have participated with children's choirs quite a bit, I've directed children's choirs, accompanied children's choirs, and um, when you hear the rest of my story with my family, you'll know why I kind of had to back away from that during the last few years. But anyway, that is my history um, with Vestavia Baptist Church.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. Well, and um, you know, I I definitely appreciate all the work that the flower committee does, and um, have. No capability in that area whatsoever. So I think that makes me appreciate it even more to <laughs> to see, to see the, yes. the beautiful creation, the wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, wonderful thing. Yeah, and there definitely is an art to it. And you talked about the sticks having uh, flow and rhythm, and um, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I can appreciate That's all that. True. But, uh, but yes, uh, yeah. yes, <laughs> very
1: neat. I've always thought, felt that um, many are all of the arts, music painting flower arranging poetry whatever have some similarities and when I talk about flow and rhythm with flower arranging that's that's valid that's mm-hmm. part of it oh, sure so, sure and flow and rhythm and music and and you know poetry and whatever so I have, I have just loved it that's enough about that so <laughs> thank you Becky Griffin yes, for giving yes. me that a stick
0: well do tell us a little bit about your background mm-hmm. in music you mentioned um uh, playing the piano and children's choirs and that sort of thing. Tell us how that um, sort of journey was for you from um, childhood. I assume piano lessons were a part of your childhood and then uh, into oh, yeah. adulthood.
1: Yes. Um, I was blessed to be born into a family that both my parents appreciated music and my mother actually had a degree in music, but um, anyway, she ended up teaching English, but um Some of my earliest memories are of her playing the piano, and I was dancing around the living room to the music. You know, I remember that. Then I remember her taking me to concerts at night, and I was permitted to stay up past bedtime if I went to the concert. And I thought that was just great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was six years old, you know, but I remember all of that. But um, the church played the most important part in the development of music for me, besides my wonderful piano teacher. I uh, started to be piano in the third grade. Um, but the church that I went to, it was in Greenwood, Mississippi, really encouraged the children like we do to use their musical abilities, even at a very young age in the church. One of my first memories is playing Edward McDowell's, well, an arrangement, simple arrangement of Edward McDowell's tune, uh, To a Wild Rose, in a Sunday school class. (laughs) For heaven's sake, I don't know why. That didn't have anything to do with the (laughs) church, but they just afforded me the opportunity to use that skill, and I remember it very clearly. So, um, and... Elementary school, <clears throat> we had a little flutophone class. I learned how to play the flutaphone, had a wonderful master of music. and he gathered three of us girls and made a trio. We were in the fifth grade. and that trio lasted through high school, mm-hmm. and we sang in church a lot. you know so we were afforded that that opportunity to do that. Uh, as I progressed in piano, I accompanied in church. I was allowed to do that, even though, and here's the thing, I wasn't all that good. I was a student, but I was still allowed that opportunity. And so I'm I'm just a big flag waver for letting children mm-hmm. use their abilities in church because where I learned to accompany before I ever took accompanying classes in college was church. Mm-hmm. And of course, I accompanied the high school choir and I sang in it too. But I learned to accompany <clears throat> in church, doing hymns, doing just um, adding to the four notes on the page mm-hmm. in the hymn. I learned how to add, um, double the bass, put the tenor in my right hand. I understood how to do all that from in church.
0: So. Mm-hmm. I'm a big
1: flag waver for that.
0: And, you know, I was the beneficiary of a church that uh, supported its uh, budding musicians. And so many people, uh, as I've talked with them over these nearly 30 episodes of the podcast, have, have said that as well. And I'm glad that our church uh, can can be that for our budding musicians as well. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah. It's invaluable. Yeah. It's yeah. invaluable. Uh, the confidence that you get and also the skills that you learn and just the, just the, like accompanying hymns, you know, learning how to watch the director and Mm -hmm. and learn. It's just invaluable. It really, really is. And so I I appreciate that. Um, I was in the band starting in the seventh grade and played the flute. Loved that. Ended up being drum major, ta-da, of the high school band. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, my goodness. But um, anyway, so I ended up deciding to get, study music in college. I went to Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. And some of our members have associations with that, Milburn Price mm-hmm. and others. Um, but that's where I went to college and uh, had a degree in music education with piano and choral music and then I went to graduate school on piano. So I did all that. And um, let's see, I started teaching piano immediately after college. And I don't know what kind of teacher I was the first year, probably not very good because you have to learn <laughs> have to learn how to teach. You can't and I had piano pedagogy in college. I, I, I was taught how to teach, but there's still nothing like teaching mm-hmm. to teach you how to teach.
0: I always I always say that, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Just because I know how to read doesn't mean I can teach reading.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, but I, I loved that. I really loved that and taught piano for many years. Um, we lived in Clinton, Mississippi. My husband and I were both in school at that point, um, in graduate school. And um, we lived there. And later we moved to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and then we lived in Laurel for a while. Uh, and our latest place was Greenwood, Mississippi, where I moved from. So I've only been an Alabama person for nine years. Mm-hmm. I lived all my life in Mississippi. So I'm still saying I'm sort of a transplant. I don't know what I am. I'm not new anymore, but right. I'm not a long term Alabama people uh, person. But um, during all this time, I did, you know, direct and play with children's choirs mm-hmm. and so forth. So that was a, a big thing for me. I was fortunate enough that I was able to do it <clears throat> part-time. Um, taught some, played for community events, accompanied the high school choir, did a lot of things, you know. Um, but that was, that was pretty much my career. Um, my husband and I had, and he passed away years ago, but my husband and I had three children and Two of my children are in Birmingham. They are grown and married. And between these two children and their spouses, I have eight grandchildren. Wow. And I see them, almost at least one of them every day. I just came in from uh, doing the carpool run from, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for two of them. Uh, but these these grandchildren are, of course, my heart. Um they range in age. The oldest one just turned nine and the youngest ones are twins who just turned two. So when I say I had to step away from children's choir, I I really have a huge amount of grandchildren responsibilities that began to get in the way for me to try to juggle everything. And so I, I stepped back from that.
0: Was it your, uh, family being in Birmingham that brought you here nine years ago? Actually it was, um,
1: my children all graduated from Mississippi State in Starkville, Mississippi. My daughter, my firstborn, graduated in um, nutrition and wanted to go to UAB to do her graduate work to end up getting her RD degree, registered dietitian, to be boarded and so forth. So she ended up in Birmingham and I was still in Greenwood. Um, and she met her husband-to-be and they got married. and. Um, then they announced that they were expecting their first child not too long after that and I said well I've been thinking about moving so I will be moving to Birmingham <laughs> and I did <laughs> <laughs> so I moved here like a month before their first child was born so I have been busy ever since what's interesting though Marty is that before I moved here, church has always been so, so important for me. Um, I listened to the church services before I ever left Greenwood. You know, I was searching for a church that would challenge me and fill me up and give me opportunities to serve. And, 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 and knew that I wanted to at least visit Stager Hills mm-hmm. before I ever moved from Mississippi. Yeah. So, yeah. interesting. So, that's how I ended up in in um alabama and birmingham Mm -hmm. and my my first son later moved with his family to birmingham so they are here now and um you know this is it's a wonderful time for me to be around my family as adults not just children i have a third child um jack and he is in medical school in arkansas so um there's, there's, there's my family.
0: I know your grandchildren are very um, fortunate to have you uh, close by in their lives. And um, I know you're, (laughs) you're, you're you're glad to be there for this. I love it. I do. I do. Well, I have to say also that, um, you know, we are uh, so fortunate in our church to have Beth McGinnis. um, But in times that she's had to be away, I am grateful that you're able to step in along with uh, Linda Griggs uh, when when that call comes, and um, I uh, appreciate that you are there and have got the skill to <laughs> to jump well, in and do I that. I don't and, know uh,
1: I I have muddled through to help Beth out because well. she's such a peach that I, I have to help her out when she needs to. But at any rate, no, nobody can equal Beth, but I'm happy to help if there's trouble, you know,
0: difficult. We're fortunate to have a, a wealth of folks who can can be yeah. out, so. Thank you. Well, I have Absolutely. I have um, appreciated so much the the thoughtful responses from folks when I've asked this uh, final question in these podcast conversations. So I'll ask you, Marianna, um, in the spirit of the second half of John ten ten, where Jesus says, "I have come that they may have life and have it to the full." I'd love to hear from you what's bringing you life.
1: Okay. Well, I like a number of things. I like to do a lot of things. Um, I love to garden. As a matter of fact, um, I have what I have dedicated, a raised bed. I call it my grandchildren's garden. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And um, we plant vegetables. Right now, it's time to plant potatoes. In case you didn't know, so this weekend we're going to plant some potato slips, is what they're called.
0: I absolutely did not know. I'll just take a You did not know they're, they're <laughs> called potato slips. And, um, you know the reason? I Well,
1: I love gardening myself, but I really wanted to teach my grandchildren, and it's such an opportunity to bring God into their lives in that way. Because when we plant the seed, I'm going, you know, God sends the rain and the. And then you harvest the potatoes and then it's like a miracle and so forth. So we, I love to garden. Um, I belong to a book club and nights in this book club and um, love that. I mean, it's a really great thing right now. We're reading for the next month. We're reading a new biography of Eleanor Roosevelt and we will discuss that and, you know, it makes me smarter to be in this little book club. It makes me think and do different things that I had not thought about. Um, I love to travel. Boo-hoo this year, but you know, whatever. I do love to travel. And since I came from Mississippi and I've only lived here nine years and I have dear friends in Mississippi that I long to see and I still have family in Mississippi. So I love to travel and so that's that's pretty much it. My grandchildren give me lots of joy. They call me Grand Mary, which oh. I just adore. <laughs> you know, they have my heart. Yeah. <laughs> they have my heart. But um, I will leave you with this last thought. You know, this is a, a wonderful scripture verse that I love. And I have it hung on my wall in a painting. It's Psalms 13, 5 through 6. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. Psalms 13, 5 and 6.
0: What a, a beautiful statement. I just appreciate you sharing that so much. Um, Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, a, a verse that we, a couple of verses that we could all uh, take to heart um, and be reminded, especially. In the last nearly 12 months of God's unfailing love, uh, no matter the circumstance that we find are in, um, especially these last this last year. Uh, so Absolutely. Many challenges, Absolutely. God's, God's love uh, is unfailing. Beautiful verse. Beautiful yeah. verse. This has been such a delightful conversation. I appreciate it so much, Marianna. And uh, thank you for thank you, Marty. sharing you. with us and um, uh, giving us a peek into your life. Thank you. My pleasure. My
1: pleasure.
0: You too. Thanks. Bye. Subscribing to this podcast makes it easy to find new episodes. This episode concludes with the singing of We Are Travelers on a Journey.